You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. But this one's for Pat! Doesn't it feel good? I just love that music, man. Definitely makes me want to talk football. You are locked on, Broncos. It's time to drop some knowledge. I'm Chad Jensen, the publisher of MileHighHuddle.com, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Luke Polglaze, a semi-pro football coach and NFL draft analyst. Luke, yesterday we talked about the two new guys on the offensive trenches. Today we get to talk about the defensive guys. Yes, we do. Defense is the dark side. Gotta love that much. Excited to get to talk about this now. Absolutely, and we are committed to bringing you a daily podcast that focuses entirely on your Denver Broncos at least five days a week, and we're not here to just report the news. We're here to give you a deep dive on your favorite team, so help us out, share the episodes on Facebook, retweet them when you see them on Twitter, and check out the work we're doing over at milehighhuddle.com. We have killer premium Broncos content. It's more deep dive stuff for the Broncoholics out there. And our premium members, our subscribers, get 10% off on tickets and 10% off on Broncos team merchandise through Fanatics. And don't forget to check out the work Luke's doing over at Inside the Pylon covering the NFL Draft. They just released the, what's it called again, Luke, the NFL Draft Guide? Yep, the Inside the Pylon uh, Draft Guide. So you're going to want to check that out. The uh, URL to to, uh, order that is what, Luke? Yep, it is ITP, as in InsideThePylonDraftGuide.com. There you go. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnBroncos. Just take a second and open up the app on your phone. Make sure you're following the show. And the home of Locked On Broncos is Audioboom. But make sure you're also subscribing on iTunes. And if you're an Android user, Stitcher. So today we get to talk about these enormous run stuffers the Broncos signed over the weekend. And we'll start with the, the wily veteran, Domita Pecco. And yes, 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 he's current uh, Bronco Kyle Pecco's cousin. Domita was a fourth-round pick of Cincinnati's back in 2006. He's been a 16-game starter. And this is interesting because yesterday the two guys we were talking about, Luke and I, like both guys as, as players, the big concern was um, health and, and longevity and the best ability is availability. And with Pecco, this is a guy who in his, his career 11 seasons has been a 16-game starter in nine of them, I believe. And that includes last year. So this is, this is a, I think you're, this is your day one starting nose tackle for the Broncos. He's six foot three. He's 322 pounds. The Broncos signed him to a two-year, $7.5 million deal. And basically the first year is guaranteed. Now he is 32 years old. That's the downside. He is getting longer in the tooth. But this guy has shown incredible durability and really no sign that you can really measure of slowing down. The Broncos have to be able to stop the run, Luke. That was their big Achilles heel. And I think the predominant reason why they missed out on the playoffs last year, and I think Pekka was a great under-the-radar solution to anchor the interior. 
Well, you know, there's there's something to be said for a guy whose middle name is 11 letters long, and I think I count just three consonants. It's it's really quite impressive, and that's just a side note. But, you know, Domitop Echo is a guy who's been around the league for a while, and he's always been such a consistent player. He's just been so steady for Cincinnati. He's always been someone they can count on who's never really going to kind of blow the top off the stat sheet, but he's always done his job, and he's been a very consistent player for them, you know, in and out year in year out I think he's going to be a great signing for Denver because he's going to be a guy who can be kind of a bridge nose tackle uh, if, if you like the term um, to be just a guy who's going to come in and start for maybe two years and hopefully they can have someone developed or maybe it's Zach Kerr once that runs out now Peck he has some flexibility uh, he has been a goal line fullback for for Cincinnati for I don't know how long but um, he's he's a guy who can play a lot of roles for you on defense. He can play defensive tackle as well as nose. Um, he doesn't have to just line up in that zero one. He can flex out to the three. Um, and he's you know he's a I think he's a really player man. I'm actually I've I was really impressed by this signing. And we had heard rumblings that the Broncos were interested in former Giant Jonathan Hankins, but Elway is basically you know he's making phone calls. He's checking on what these guys want, what their asking price is, and if it doesn't jive. He's moving on. Now, Hankins isn't completely out of the equation, but I think Denver filled their need with Domita Pecco, Luke, and they're paying him decent money. They're, you know, they're protecting themselves against his age in case of a, a drop-off. That first year is guaranteed. And again, we heard Elway talk about this at the Combine um, when he held court there that, look, the Broncos are always looking for value on the free agent market. And it's interesting. I did a, a, a video over the weekend looking at some possible under-the-radar signings that the Broncos could could add on the defensive line. And I totally missed the boat on Domita Pecco. I'll be the first one to admit it. He wasn't one of the guys that really came to mind for me. But looking back on it now, he's a guy that I think is a great fit. And if you want to shore up your run defense, he's a great guy to set that tone you know, next to him, Derek Wolf, and then of course Kerr. This, I think, it's the Broncos really positioned themselves to overcome what was their biggest defensive weakness last season. Yeah, I agree. And Kerr, uh, excuse me, Pecco, um, he's a little bit older than I thought he was. He's 33 years old next season. Um, but he he is somebody I kind of overlooked. I personally assumed he was just going to end up re-signing with Cincinnati since he's been there for so many years. You know, started 156 games for them, no less. Right. That I just kind of penciled it, or you know, penciled it back into them and just kind of walked away. I quite honestly had forgotten he was still on the market. And when I heard Denver had signed him, I, you know, I just kind of nodded my head and I was like, yeah, that's a that's a great value, a great value for them. Absolutely. We're going to talk about Big Zach Kerr, but before we do, let's talk about our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash LO Broncos. You have over 180,000 different titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And with your free trial, you can listen to a variety of titles, including many different bestsellers. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash LO Broncos. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash LO Broncos for your free audiobook. And this is a service you've heard me talk about now for, I think this is our second week since we landed this new sponsor and it's a service I've used for going back, I don't know, about two years. And I learned about it from listening to one of my favorite podcasts. And it has since become part of my daily habit 
daily ritual. So check it out. Uh, if you like reading books, and if you don't always have time to read, Audible's a great way uh, to consume those books that you want to get into. So let's talk about Denver's second D-line signing, and the one that might actually be the most impactful, honestly. The Broncos signed Zach Kerr, this big six foot two, 334 pounds. He's tipping the scales. The Broncos signed Kerr to a two-year deal, and honestly, as of uh, this recording, the time we're recording this episode, the details of Kerr's contract are unknown. But I guarantee you, it did not break the bank. This is a guy who went undrafted, I think, out of Delaware in 2014. Indianapolis picked him up. He fought his way onto the roster, made it as a rookie. Three years later, the Colts had a chance to control him as a restricted free agent. But inexplicably, and I can't figure this out, they chose not to tender him, so he hit the open market, and the Broncos moved on him shortly thereafter. And this is a guy, in my opinion, who is going to be your starting defensive end opposite of Derek Wolf. Um, like Pecco, Kerr is a run-stuffing behemoth. Uh, he endeared himself, cool backstory, to Bill Kolar based on his dominant performance last season in Week 2 against the Broncos. Now, quick aside... I put together a premium film piece on Kerr's game against the Broncos at milehighhuddle.com. Go check that out. But here are the cliff notes, okay? Here's the stats anyway. 40 snaps, 5 tackles, 1 QB hit, and a sack. Now, Luke, I've only studied Kerr for one game, I'll be honest. But just watching his his, uh, production against the Broncos, what jumped out to me is that this is a guy who is an absolute beast of a run stuffer. And you know what? He can also throw in a handful of sacks each year, too. Yeah, he's a guy who can throw in a handful of sacks, but I really don't see him contributing that much more than that. Um I you know I think he 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 did kind of end up end up on the street in a weird kind of situation in Indianapolis. I'm not exactly sure why he why he got just shown the door um especially since their kind of nose tackle to be david perry ended up with some legal troubles if i remember correctly so yeah they're they're pretty razor thin at that position right now i think arthur jones last i heard was likely to hit the street as so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense what's going on right there now to to put it to put it frankly um but he's a guy who um i really think is a is kind of a nose tackle specific guy Great run stuffer. He's got just enough wiggle in his hips to shake free um, and cause some havoc pass rushing. But he's not really a guy who's gonna who's gonna be that premier pass rushing nose tackle that you'd you'd really like to see um, in this kind of one gap defense. But if he can take up two blockers, that's the trick, and that's gonna free up someone else uh, next to him. You know, watching that game against the Broncos again, the only one I've I've really studied on him so far. The Colts moved him all up and down uh, the defensive line. I think predominantly, at least in that game, most of his snaps were at defensive end, at five tech. But whether he was outside or inside playing the nose, he made an impact. He found a way to to make an impact. And, you know, when I say a handful of sacks, this is a guy that's going to give you two to three sacks a year. Okay, this is not Malik Jackson. But even Malik Jackson, I think his career high when he uh, left Denver was five and a half sacks. Could be a half sack wrong, but pretty sure it was five and a half sacks. So Jackson didn't always get to the quarterback, but he was a guy that could consistently put pressure on him. And you might not get that always from Kerr, but this is a guy who on first and second down is going to be there to stuff the run. And then the Broncos have other options to get after the passer. Their big issue, I think, 
is stopping the run, and Kerr is going to be a guy that's in conjunction with Pecco, in conjunction with Derek Wolf. I think the Broncos are going to take a major step forward in stopping the run. And if they can do that, man, again, they're going to return to that defense that we saw in 2015, I think, in which it was pick your poison because the Broncos are going to shut you down either way. Yeah, and Kerr was a guy who was kind of an unsur- he was a really kind of surprising undrafted free agent a couple of years ago out of Delaware. He was a guy who I hadn't really watched, but I expected to hear his name called. Um, and the fact that he went undrafted did surprise me. I thought the Colts got a steal of him, uh, on him then, and they've kind of just sat on that then. And obviously, with him hitting the streets, it's kind of a weird return on investment for them. Yeah, I would agree. Now, before we get out of here, uh, we've received a few questions on Twitter about you know what's left for the Broncos to do in free agency. Obviously, the big question here is quarterback and what's going to happen with Tony Romo. And really, honestly, Luke, by the time this episode hits, the uh, you know with free agency, things can move very quickly. And by the time this episode hits uh, the ears of our listeners, Romo might be free agent. They might have released him by that point. But at this moment, he's not. And so depending on what happens there, if he does become free, which all signs point to that eventuality, the Broncos are going to pursue him and try and and get him to sign and and come to Denver. Um, So you got quarterback. The Broncos are looking to add um, a veteran running back at some point. They'll wait to see kind of how the market settles. Uh, I'm sure they've got their eyes on a couple of different guys, though. But they're looking for more of the change of pace back, and we'll see how that shakes out. They still haven't addressed inside linebacker. And really at this point, with the exception of Dante Hightower, there's no real studs uh, to be had there. But there are some value guys on the market that are out there the Broncos could take a look at. And then you've got, you know, they could still continue to bolster the D-line, bolster the offensive line if, if they have some solid options out there. And beyond that, I think with the draft, Luke, being so stacked at tight end, uh, and receiver, I think they could find their solutions there. But what's jumping out to you? What, what do you think the Broncos need to do next if they're going to fill any more holes, as John Elway talks about wanting to do, before they get to the draft? There's not really any kind of value that you'd like to see left at tackle. So Denver can't. I think Denver, if they want to address the O line, they might try and track down a guard. I think they could end up with a couple of value signings of positions like you know inside linebacker and tight end if they find just a kind of cheap guy who was maybe a number two somewhere last year that they can bring in and just kind of you know turn the depth, turn the bottom of the roster like it like they did last year with Dakota Watson who ended up on the roster playing special teams most of the year. If they make any decisions in the meantime, um, I feel like that's most likely what it's going to be when it comes down to that. Absolutely. And, you know, free agency is a process that, you know, teams move on quickly early on, and then you're going to see kind of a dead period, and, and it's in that dead period where the Broncos have signed some real difference makers, including Darian Stewart. So I I doubt they're done fully quite yet. I mean, they have all the way up until – you know, the draft and beyond to continue to add guys. But I think with where their cap's at after these four signings, they're trying to probably wait and see what the lay of the land is going to be with Tony Romo. Are they going to get him uh, or not? Because if they are, they're going to have to earmark uh, earmark a significant chunk of their remaining cap space. Uh, So it's kind of one of those wait and see modes. They have to wait to see what Dallas is going to do before we get the full picture, I think, on how the rest of their free agency is going to shape up. But, hey, that's going to do it for today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow at Lockdown Broncos on Twitter. 
find Luke on Twitter, at Luke Polglaze, myself, at Chad N. Jensen. We do love hearing from you, so keep hitting us up. Check out the other killer podcasts on the network, especially right now. You want to be tuning in to Locked On NFL Draft. And don't forget to subscribe, y'all. For Luke, I'm Chad. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.